Our leader will now share for 20 to 25 minutes describing what it was like, what happened, and what it is like now. Our leader for tonight is Tim. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. Um, I don't, I, uh, I can't remember the person's name, but thank you very much. I'm really trying to remember thanking the people who asked me to be of service because it, it is a privilege to be of service. Um, I am Tim Compulsive Overeater and um, I am back from relapse, uh, 11, 11 years abstinent and um, I'm down 97 pounds as of this month. And uh, I, I really, for myself, I have to give that number exactly wherever I'm at. It's, it's just very important because my disease really likes to hide in the gray areas and in, in, in the dark. Um, my way date is coming up. It's always, uh, um, you know, um, it's not something that I've found complete surrender around. Um, um, I, I'm having, um, I just turned 50, you know, a couple months ago before COVID and I'm having my first call colonoscopy and I'm a little upset that my way day is the, in the morning and my, I have to start my fast after that. So it, it you know, you know, you're a compulsive overeater if you schedule your colonoscopy right before right before your weigh-in day so uh and i i did it wrong i i scheduled it right after um i did not grow up a heavy kid um i grew up uh in the midwest um and where um i was either doing one of two things i was either working or playing a sport um but i was a compulsive overeater from the very start uh one of my earliest memories i loved spaghetti and meatballs as a kid and my mom would cook them and I would literally walk by the stove and, and I would scoop the meatballs out and eat them right out of the pot and, and just put the spoon back and didn't, it didn't phase me that I was burning my mouth. It, it, this is at a very, at the like age of six and seven or eight years old. Um, uh, uh, um, I remember uh, I was a very athletic kid. So I was the first one picked for all the sports until about sixth or seventh grade. And I remember coming home after a particular rough day and um, we lived way out on the farm, and and um, by the time I got home, I was hungry. I, you know, and we usually had a snack or whatever. You know, it wasn't really regulated. We could have whatever we wanted. And so what I did is I got a, a loaf of bread out, and as fast as I could toast it and butter it, I ate the whole thing. And my mom said, "Ooh, you ate a whole loaf of bread." And I said, "Yeah." And she's like, "You still have to eat your dinner." And I'm like, "No problem." And I mean, I was a little stuffed, but I, but it was, it wasn't. You know, I can eat past stuff. I mean, if you just keep going, that feeling does go away. You just keep eating. It'll, it, it, it actually gets, for, for me as a boss of reader, it just keeps getting better. And so um, in high school is when I really first noticed my weight. I grew up on the farm. And in between eighth and ninth grade, we moved from the farm to, to the city, like the Beverly Hillbillies. And um, I, I was used to an all-boys uh, small school, uh, an, uh, a small Catholic grade school. And I went to an all boys Catholic high school and, you know, there was 1200 guys and I was one of many and I, I just didn't fit in really well. You know, I was used to being on the farm, doing a lot of work and this, and now we're playing and, and I didn't hit the growth spurt. So I wasn't really at, at, at the best at sports. And this is really where, where I started my enduring habit and that has followed me all my life is quitting. If anything ever gets too hard, I quit that. I mean, if I have to work at it, if it doesn't come immediately to me, I, I literally still to this day quit. If, if OA was hard for me, I would quit. And so um, so uh, uh, I started quitting sports. And I remember my dad saying, Tim, you know, if you, if you start this habit now, it's going to continue the rest of your life. And I'm like, I don't care. 
Um, and so one of the things that, that the kids, I went, remember when I left the, left the farm, um, I remember I, uh, I had, I told when I was a freshman, I told these kids that were in my freshman uh, neighborhood, I said, I don't want to have uh, premarital sex. I don't want to drink and I don't want to smoke. And drinking and smoking went by the wayside pretty quickly. And sex took a couple more years, but I got that one done too. Because, but I really did want to be a good person. I really was given morals. I was given good values. Uh, I just couldn't live up to them. Uh, um, whatever anybody else was doing, I fit in. You know, if I would have fallen in with a group of criminals, I would have been a criminal. Um, and uh, so when I was in high school, what did I do? What was everybody else doing? Drugs and alcohol. And for about 15 to 20 years, high school, college, and in my 20s, I used alcohol and drugs as a form of weight control because it did exactly for, for me what food did for me. Uh, it, it, it made the voices all go away. It, it calmed everything down. It, I felt right with the world and I was good. Uh, um, I noticed my, my weight was going up. So once I quit uh, soccer and once I quit football, I, I got into wrestling. And, and for a brief period of time, I, there was um, um, anorexia. I, I, there was some sense of superiority. What we would do as wrestlers, we would starve ourselves all day long. And then at the end of wrestling practice, we would compare what, not how well we did, what we ate. <laughs> and, and there was just some sense of superiority that, that I, could, I could not eat all day long. I could drink Diet Cokes and not eat. Uh, um, but that, you know, I used that to control my weight uh, um, in high school. In college, again, I, if I wasn't competing in athletics, then I didn't want to, I didn't want to exercise. I didn't want to run. I didn't want to lift weights. I didn't want to do anything. It was co competition that really drove me. And so, um, so I quit all sports in college and, and really my drinking and drugs that, and, and eating really took off. Um, I probably gained 60 pounds. Um, but it was one thing or the other, whether it was a girlfriend or whether it was the drive for success, whatever it was, I could kind of rein it back in um, pretty quickly. Um, in my early 20s, I started to notice that the, the valleys were getting deeper and they were getting longer. And so I couldn't pull out of them and, and, and what do you call it, and lose the weight and get back to a normal weight. But I, because I knew in my head, I had to be thin to get a girlfriend. But they, there was longer and longer periods without. And so um, uh, I, I remember uh, I lost the weight. I got this really attractive girlfriend and she was a drinker. She was a real drinker and I tried to keep up with her. And, I, and, and, and while I drank quite a bit, I could not do that. And so, um, uh, um, so I used alcohol alcoholically for 15 years. If you looked at me, I drank to get drunk. I pretty much drank every time I drank, I was pretty much drunk. Um, but at the age of 29, I was sitting in a bar and it was removed. I, it was, it was really for me, it was a miracle in my life because I was really headed for that trouble, the trouble that they talk about in the big book, the, um, and, and I haven't had a drink since I've been 29 years old, which is over 21 years, and never wanted one. I've had never had to do a step on not drinking. I've never had to do anything. But literally within, a, within six months, I had gained 40 to 50 pounds, and within a year, I had gained about 90 pounds. And so um, my life was in my – on the outside, it was fine. I had my own construction company, everything. Uh, I didn't have a girlfriend anymore because we weren't drinking, but everything else seemed okay except for my weight. 
And, um, but in my head, I, I was a loser. And so um, I went out for a walk one night and, and just imagine a really busy intersection. I'm not sure what they are up in San Francisco, but in the, in the middle of the road, my back froze up and I, and I couldn't move because I had put on so, so much weight so quickly and, and I, I kind of waddled over to the, the side, but then I couldn't move. I couldn't move for like 45 minutes. And, and, and I was just, I didn't know what to do. And finally I waddled back home and I was really embarrassed. And, and what do I, I do one of two things. I, I either fight or run. And for some reason this time it was a fight. And so I just went out the next day and I started running and I felt better. Uh, my back felt better, my, my mind felt better. And, and so what I do, I signed up for the Chicago Marathon. I, I ran the Chicago Marathon and I was like, as I was driving back from Chicago to Ohio, I'm, I'm like, what's next? Because I know if I stop, I'm, the weight's coming right back on. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed, but the, I know the weight's coming back on. So I, I was like, oh, let me do the Ironman triathlon. So I called them up and I said, oh, what do I have to do to do the Ironman? They're like, you have to qualify for it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't like rules. So what do I have to do to get special treatment here? And they said, if you send us a check for $1,000, we'll let you do it. And I said, here's a check. I, I wrote them a check and, and off I was running. I had to go buy a bike. I still hadn't bought a bike. I had never swam. So I had to learn how to, I mean, I learned, I knew how to swim, but didn't, didn't know how to swim for distance. So nine months later, I did the Ironman triathlon and literally I was looking, what's next? What is, what is next to this? Cause if I stop, it's coming back. And at the time, this is when into thin air was, was what he thought was really popular. And so what do I do? I'm like, I'm making a call to climb Mount Everest. And they said, they, they said, sure. We'll climb, we'll help you climb Mount Everest for $80,000. And I'm like, well, that's enough. You've hit my limit. So what did I do is within, within two months after that phone call, I pulled a geographic and I moved out to California from Ohio. Um, I'd sold the construction company and I just moved out. And, um, my uncle who was, who really was the first person to ever introduce me to 12 steps through AA. He's like, you know, Tim, I think he was my godfather and a real inspirational, I mean, 10 minutes, perfect. He was a real um, uh, 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 guiding figure in my life. And um, he, uh, he said, you know, Tim, he goes, he goes, I think you're gonna do really well when you get out to California. He goes, but eventually you're gonna show up and you're gonna have to deal with you. And I'm like, I don't know what this mumbo jumbo is, but I'm going to California. And sure enough, about a year in, uh, after the excitement of the move, after the excitement of the new career, after the excitement of the new girlfriend kind of wore off, I started to gain weight. And so what did I do? I make one last dish attempt. I talked my brother and sister into uh, running the Chicago Marathon with me. These guys are first time marathon runners. Nope, I'll show them how it's done. So I'm starting to skip runs and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I go out to uh, a, a dinner with, with somebody through a group of friends. And uh, I told him, I'm like, you know, I'm just running. I can't get weight, but I'm training. He's like, great. And he's like, he goes, you remind me of me. And he shows me this picture and he's sitting on a mountain bike and he's probably weighs about 320 or 330. And he goes, I was riding 50 miles a week to maintain this weight. And he's, he's sitting at this booth and he's probably a buck 90 and he's six foot three. And I'm like, what did you do? He goes, I went to Overeaters Anonymous. And I'm like, no, thanks. I, I don't need a spirit. It's just food. I, I, you know, we all have to eat. I just need to figure out how to eat. And he goes, okay. So I went off and, and, and the night before the Chicago marathon, what did I do? My best thinking was to eat a large pizza in my room by myself. Now the next day, since and it wasn't just a result of the food, it was a result of skipping runs, skipping training sessions, doing because again, I quit. If it's not new and exciting, I'm really not interested in it. 
And so um, what do I do? I, it doesn't go so well. And both my brother and sister have a better time than I do. And that to me was, everything's a competition. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I do, I'm doing better or worse than we're never, there's never an equal still to this day. It's something, it is a real piece of business for me to say, I'm okay with who I am today. And so are you. That's hard for me to do that because everything is a competition for me. And when that was humiliating that they beat me, they had a better time than me. So in the Chicago airport, I buy my first diet book, never bought, even when I did the iron, I didn't buy any kind of nutrition book. I just kind of ate what I wanted to eat. And what I, I bought the, I read it on the plane, read it, read it, read it, read it that night, got the foods, was home. I was ready. It was going to be my first Monday. It was going to be the first start. And by noon, I was eating foods that I shouldn't be eating. I, and I'm just like, oh, I'm like, you know where this guy said you should go? I'm like, and so I went to OA and I got right away. I, it was really very clear that there were certain foods that triggered the phenomenon of craving. I, I knew flour and sugar, man. Once I started eating pasta, I just wanted more pasta. Once I started eating bread, I wanted more bread. And once I started eating sugar, I just, it was, it was game over for the day. And so uh, I got that, but I, you know, I, I quickly worked through the steps but really did not live in 10, 11, and 12. I cleaned up to the best of my ability. I made the amends I did. And that was pretty quick because this guy was from AA. He walked me right through the steps. And he's what he calls, and I'm living in 10, 11, and 12. And I heard they were maintenance steps, which, hey, I can maintain this. I can maintain, you know. So now I'm putting Tim's plan into place. I'm, I'm leaving OA meetings early to get spin class. Because, you know, you know, really, you don't hear a lot of new stuff in OA meetings. You don't hear anything exciting. It's the same old stuff. People are complaining about their problems. They're doing that. And, I, and, you know, so I'm leaving meetings early to go to spin class, to get a better job, to get all this stuff. And and so Tim's plan is back, back in place. I'm not making outreach calls. I'm not I'm not part of the fellowship. I'm really just maybe going to a meeting a week now. And by the time the first bite comes around, I am defenseless. I, I have no, I have nobody to call. I don't feel, I don't feel worthy of calling people because I haven't, I haven't done anything to deserve them to pick up that phone. That's the way I felt. It's not reality. It's the way I felt. And, and sure enough, I took the first bite and I gained 120 pounds. And after five years, now, the, now I kept it together for about a year so that I could get my girlfriend to be my wife. And literally I kept it to about, 220, uh, but once we were married, game was over. I mean, it was like, once she was legally required to be there, I was like, I'm, I'm putting on the weight, I don't care. I, I mean, I never thought, this is all looking back, I wasn't aware that I was doing this. I was so asleep to this, but really, literally, after the wedding, it was like, oh, give me the wedding cake. I ate my way through, uh, uh, through Italy and just kept going. And I got up to, to 280 pounds pretty quickly and stayed there for five years. Now, I would have a little bit up, a little bit down, but I could not stop eating. And on May the 4th, it was it, something about that day, it was on. And what, what I really remember was going from fast food restaurant, fast food restaurant, fast food restaurant to get the pizza to come home. I'd have the, I ate all that food. I ate the pizza. I ate the chips and the popcorn and all that stuff. And, I, and as soon as there was any more room, I ate. I could not stop eating. And that night I threw up in my mouth and something happened. I don't know what happened. When they say, oh, we, we explain what, what it was like, what, I don't know what happened. Because on May the 4th, I was a lunatic with food and I was not a nice person. And on May the 5th, I just was still not a nice person, but I, 
I don't know what happened that I didn't have to hurt myself with food anymore. Something came in and I, I now here's my pride. I, I drive from, from the valley, the San Fernando Valley to the next valley over to Pasadena to make sure nobody knows me, nobody recognizes me. Because my plan for that five years is I'm gonna lose the weight and then I'm gonna come back and tell you how I did it. Well, on May the 5th, that plan was gone. And I, I went all the way out there, and, and I don't know if anybody knows about Pasadena meetings, man, I just, I've been to about a half a dozen of them, and I just never hear anything that's useful to me. They're, it's me, it's not them, it's just me. And, and I didn't hear anything that day, and I'm like, oh man, if this is it, if, if, you're, if you were banking on this working for you, this is not gonna work. And so what I did is I went back to what was my home group meeting with the next morning, which was the 7.30 Studio City meeting. And my, my current sponsor was there. He was there 10 years absent and at the time, down 140 pounds, took this work as a serious piece of business. And man, I, I said, please tell me what to do. I, I, I can't stop eating. And you know, he quickly tucked me under his wings. We went, I was going to meetings. I, I, I didn't have any pride. There was no place else to go. I was pretty much unemployable. And so what he did is he sat me down. He said, okay, Tim, what are you gonna abstain from? And I said, you know, flour and sugar. I know I can't touch it. I, he goes, great. And so what happened was flour and sugar was my absence for, for a, you know, a, a month or a couple months or whatever it was. And something happened in those couple months. And, 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 and to me, the first step was I, I kind of knew that I was powerless over food and that, that I was using food as a solution to my problem. Uh, to, it, it was a solution. It wasn't, it wasn't the problem. It was I, I had it labeled as a solution, and it's, and it's the, really the problem. And so in, in my life, I, I cannot stop myself from going back. And then what happened was um, he, uh, I, I, had a, I got a job and I, and I, and I work in, in a business where they feed you, but, but there's big gaps of time between when you're, and you're allowed to stop and eat. And there, there's sometimes they don't even allow you to stop and eat. And so now they have to pay you extra for all that. They have to pay penalties and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But, but they might not let you stop. And I was like, oh, I'm really, really worried. I'm like, I got three meals and, and this, and I've got to wait this. And he goes, he goes I, don't, I don't eat three meals and nothing in between. And he waited. He just waited for me. He goes, well, what do you do? And he goes, I eat three meals and two snacks no matter what every day. And I was like, what? what? He goes, yeah. He goes, I eat breakfast, and then I eat my snack. And then I eat lunch, and then I eat my snack. And then I eat my dinner, and I'm done. And I'm like, you could do that? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, can I do that? And he's like, yes, you can. He goes, you might have to reduce a little bit of the lunch and a little bit of the dinner to make it all same calorically, but you can have nutrition and sustenance throughout the day. And all of a sudden that was, all of a sudden I came to believe that my sponsor could restore me to sanity. I, I was like, oh, oh my God, I, I believe in what he says because I was able to go to work, actually do my job. I didn't have to think about all the work food in this. I just, I could, I could have an apple at this time. And I brought my apple because I was like, oh, that's great. Then I had my lunch and then I had my snack and then I went home and had my dinner. And it was a great day of work. I could actually focus on the work. And then the big discussion came and I was like, oh, I was like, he goes, well, you just did step two. You came to believe something other than you could restore you to the sanity. And so for a brief period of time, he was my, he was my higher power. And so now we're sitting down and he goes, okay. He says, um, and this happened anywhere from 60 to 90 days along the way. And we were talking, we, we started going to breakfast after, um, after, after the 7.30 meeting, we started going to breakfast. He goes, what have you put on your plate that as soon as you put it on your plate, you were looking for the second helping? And I was like, ooh. 
And I, I really have no idea. I still to this day have no idea why I was honest with him. <laughs> because when he asked, I said, oh, oh, I said potatoes and rice. And he goes, he goes, Tim, those are, those are alcoholic foods. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute. I was like, oh, but what about a baked potato? I, I don't want a baked potato. Like, what, what about brown rice? I, I don't like brown rice. He goes, Tim, he goes, Tim, it's been my experience. He goes, I've been here for 10 years. Uh, I've lost this weight, I've kept it off. I've, I've worked with a lot of men. And, 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 uh, and my experience has been that, people, that people who play with their alcoholic foods in any form will 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 generally or many 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 times make it back to the that that one food that is so mine was pota- what 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 i put on my plate in those 30 those 60 days was potato salad and and i was like i can make a baked potato look like potato salad pretty quickly and and i was like listen he said you you're either going to trust what i say or you're gonna do what you always do because that's the definition of a compulsive overeater. You're gonna you're gonna always go back. It's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when. The only thing that's gonna stop you from taking that first bite is fit spiritual condition, is a spiritual awakening and your maintenance of your fit spiritual condition. And I was like, dude, I was done. I was like, just tell me what to eat. And he said, these go on. And I was, I was like, good, I was great. And so literally from that day, I had one. I had one experiment. It was the raisin experiment of 2011, where I switched out my snack. I, I, I just I, I, how I got to weighing and measuring is I just took an apple, I put it on a scale, and it weighed 12 ounces. So I got 12 ounces of fruit as one of my snacks. Great. So one day I was going golfing with my brother-in-law. Instead of just buying an apple because it wasn't a 12 ounce apple, I picked up a bag of raisins. It was 12 ounce raisins. I was honest. I put. I reported the food. I told what I was going to eat. I ate the raisins. I'm like, I love this. I love these raisins. <laughs> and sure enough, every day I started replacing the fruit, the apple snack or the 12 ounces of fruit for 12 ounces of raisin. And sure enough, what did my weight do? It went. So my agreement with my sponsors, 180 to 185. We don't, we don't talk about food. I mean, you could, we could talk about food if you'd like, but I'm not going to bring it up until we're outside the range. I've had discussions because I've gone too low and I've had discussions because I've gone too high. And if it's a trend outside of either way, we make adjustments. And so, uh, um, uh, so, so he looks at he looks at me. He's like, so what happened is I started going to Costco. I started going to Costco and buying three and a half pounds of raisins. Now I I'd weigh them out. I'd portion them out to twelve ounces at a time. He goes, I can tell when you go to Costco. He goes, you go to Costco and you don't eat any snack other than raisins until the raisins are gone. And then once the raisins are gone, you go back to the regular snacks, but then you go right back to Costco. And he's like, Tim, those are alcoholic foods. He goes, Tim, once you start eating raisins, you don't want to stop until they're all gone. And I was like, I'm like, just tell him because raisins are done. I'm like, great. I don't need raisins. I can live. I can live without what he called. And so for me, this has just been one continual surrender of my way. It, it, you know, it started with the food, but it has gone way past that. I, I mean, my, my, perception of a higher power has grown and grown and grown it started off with adam it went to the clock because only only in hollywood movies does it go i could believe in it it's something that i that, that i could believe in was the clock and then it became like a, a father and a son like a like 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 a, like a, a, a father looks at his it is his infant child or a, and so that the, and then it then it became an older brother 
and and I I mean I still have an energy about me. I still have that better than less than I still have that. It's still a problem. Um and I, I still have a, a very combative uh uh anger. I guess you would just can you straight up call it anger. Uh, um and uh um that is still part of part of my recovery. It is it is it is finally been raised to a, a piece of business after eleven years. That it, it that it, I didn't even think it was a problem up until this past year. And there have been many things. Uh, porn has gone away. Uh, if that offends anybody, that's that's something that has dropped off for me. Um, that is taking consistent action for me to, to to surrender that. But there there are things, other things that have just been surrendered as I go down this path. And and here's the exciting thing is I hope I hope you guys invite me back in another five years and I can say you know what that guy we got rid of that guy because today the guy today won't be able to. St- who I am today won't be able to stay absent for long. I must have a brand new experience to continue to stay absent, to continue to grow. I cannot rest on my laurels. And and so I work with a lot of guys. I work through, I work out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and it's really just been a, an incredible life. Um, so thank you very much for being here and thank you uh, for asking me to leave.